1: Each episode, we answer one personal financial question in a clear and understandable way. Because money is a tool. And when you understand the language of money, you can make better decisions to improve your financial life.
0: Hi, James. Hi, Scott. How's it going?
1: It's going well. How are you doing? Good. Well, we are getting more and more listener questions, which is always exciting.
0: We are. Yes. Yes. Um, And
1: I can't wait to go through this one.
0: Let's get geeky. You want to break it down?
1: Yes, let's break it down. So long question, I'm going to read through it, and then I'll summarize it. And I think one point before we read through this is our goal, of course, on the show is to answer the question directly, but also to help you apply a framework to this, whether you're the same age as this person asking this question or in the same situation or different stage of life, we want to give you a framework for answering that's applicable wherever you are.
0: Yes. So- and also just a big reminder that this is not financial advice. We are because <laughs> we don't know this person. So we don't know everything there is to know. We only know what they give us. And with that, we will, um, you know, we'll talk it through.
1: Yeah, we'll make some assumptions, but this is, as Scott mentioned, just for conversational purposes, helpfully helping to organize your thinking more so than giving you specific recommendations to your uh, exact scenario.
0: Yes, never take this as like de facto advice and go go do it yourself. You, if To do that, you should enlist the help of a professional, whether it's like through your accountant or through a financial advisor, To help you craft a plan for you specifically, Um, talking about other people's ideas and putting them to work on your own can be really dangerous, really fast.
1: Yeah. Don't listen to anything Scott says. Nothing I say. Nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing.
0: All
1: right. Let's jump into it. So here's the question. He says, hey, guys, I really appreciate all the free content you put out. It has helped me immensely in learning and tackling personal finances. Good. Thank you. Uh, Question is this. I come to you today with a question that is making my head spin. Roth versus traditional 401k plans. I currently contribute to a 401k, but I've recently been considering shifting to a Roth. I am 24 years old in a low cost of living area and no debt to my name. I have maxed out my Roth IRA for 2020 and 2021 and will continue to do so every year going forward. Same goes for my health savings account. I'm currently contributing 12% to a traditional 401k with a 3% employer match. I have reached a comfortable position financially. So I'm considering shifting the 401k contribution 6% to traditional 401k and upping Roth 401k contributions to 21%, bringing my total contribution to 30, which is a 6 to the pre-tax 401k, 21 to the Roth 401k, and 3% max. My reasons are this. I do like the idea of tax diversification and lowering my tax liability just a bit. However, I do plan on starting my own business down the line and having one to two rental properties, so my taxable income will remain steady even into retirement. I also like the Roth since I'm in a lower tax bracket right now and expect my income to grow significantly within my current field. Money invested now will have a longer time to grow tax-free as well, and I do not have to worry about it. That being said, my question is this. Should I split contributions between tri- traditional Roth down the middle? Should I contribute all to traditional? Should I contribute all to Roth? Or what are your thoughts above what I've outlined above? Yes. All right. Well, thank you for your question. That was a long one. So I'm going to go ahead and summarize what I'm seeing. him asking summarize. Scott, and you tell me if there's anything else. Yeah. But the basic premise of the question is what should he do based upon his current income and tax status as it stands today? Mm -hmm. What will be the future impact of those decisions? So what he's doing today, what's the future impact of that? Um, And how do you think about pre-tax versus Roth and how that both impacts goals today, which is your ability to spend and ability to, to pay the bills and also things like start a business, invest yeah. in rental properties, like he's saying, versus future benefits like tax-free income, tax diversification, all of that.
0: Yep. I, I just want to say congrats to him for saving, um, doing his full Roth contribution, which I assume the Roth contribution meant IRA con- uh, Roth IRA contribution outside of work, fully yes. funding his HSA account and contributing 6% to a traditional 401k plus 3% match. He's already saving a tremendous amount. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Great, great, great work. Good job. Um, and now he's at a point where he's asking like, well, hey, I really want to, he almost wants to, it looks like double the uh, the savings amount at work was kind of the idea, if I remember correct. So it was going from 12 plus three, 3% match, 12% for his, his current contribution to taxable. And then he's saying like, hey, I want to take it up to 30. So he wants to double it basically. And let's just walk through a few different things, I think. Yeah. Yep. So like, let's, let's just, rem- let's walk back to the concept of taxable. Um, pardon me, pre-tax contributions to a retirement account versus Roth or post-tax contributions to a retirement account. Does yep. That sound good? Sounds great. Okay. Um, I, I don't know you, you add color to this, but I just think the simple way to, that I think of it to, to, to you guys at, at home is, um, so let's just pretend you're in a 10% tax bracket now. And here's your, here's, here's, um, James's choice. James can contribute a thousand dollars today pre-tax. And if he does that, um, we're just going to say that oh, from now until when he pulls it out, it's going to 10x. So it's going to go from $1,000 to $10,000 mm-hmm. in the future. And his tax rate in the future is still going to be 10%. So if he puts $1,000 in now, he doesn't pay taxes on it, and it goes to $10,000. When he takes the money out, he has to pay 10% on the tax. A tax on the funds, right? So you have to pay $1,000 out. Because 10% of a 10000 1, is 1000 You have $9,000 left. Got it. Okay. Right? You with me? Yeah, I'm with you. Okay. So the other side of that is you can choose to do, you can say, hey, I want to pay the taxes today because I don't know what my future is going to look like. So so James can say, I have $1,000 and I'm going to pay 10% tax today. So I have 900 left. $900 to invest. Okay. And over the same period of time, your $900 grows 10x. So it's worth $9,000 in the future.
1: Well, look at that. you're telling me it's the same thing
0: if your tax rate stays the same there's no difference yeah that's the first level the second level though is if you're comfortable saving um a higher percentage of your income after tax today that benefits you in your future right right exactly like if instead you you saved if it was the you know, if if, it, if we just saved a flat thousand for pre-tax or a thousand for Roth, well, you have to save more because it's after tax for Roth today. You don't actually save the same percentage of your income, but mm-hmm. if you could, then in the future, it's worth it's worth more in the future. You yeah. have to pay taxes on it. Yeah. So that's kind of the other side of it. Yeah. I don't know if I explained that clearly.
1: No, I think you did. And that's, that's related to this question in particular. So The question being, how do I think about pre-tax versus Roth contributions, this listener's question? Well, he mentioned that today his income is much lower than where he expects it to be in the future. Right. So to your example, Scott, you're exactly right. Where if I am in a 10% tax bracket today and a 10% tax bracket in retirement, it doesn't really matter whether I choose traditional or Roth. It's going to be the same ending after-tax amount. Well, if your taxes are going to be higher in the future, then it does make sense to do a Roth because you, what you're doing is you're you're saving money in tax or you're not getting the tax break today but their tax break wouldn't be as high because you're in a lower tax bracket in exchange for a bigger tax break in the future when you're pulling your funds out completely tax free yep so in that case it, it probably makes sense to do a roth right if your income was significantly higher today well then get the tax break today save the money on taxes today and pull that money out and pay taxes then when you're in a lower tax bracket yep. so the the first part of this question where it mentions, how do you think about this? Should I split contributions between traditional and Roth? Should I contribute all to traditional? Should I contribute all to Roth? To me, it probably makes sense to choose one or the other based upon what's going to be most effective. Of the answer to that question, are you going to be higher tax bracket today or tomorrow? Unless you're trying to manage your tax bracket.
0: Yeah. So that's I. I don't. I honestly don't know how to answer it because I don't know what tax bracket we're in today. If we're in the lower tax brackets of the tax of the tax schedule, like effective tax schedules makes a ton of sense to go all Roth to me. You start to get in those middle tax brackets, the 22, 24%, you can start playing in that. Uh, maybe it makes sense to go in between, or maybe even just do a little pre-tax. Uh, once you're in the highest tax brackets, it almost always makes sense to defer as much as you can to the pre-tax stuff because you're just driving down income, right? which is really helpful. Um, so you're kind of, it sounds like we might be playing in this middle space where where the answer is, I don't know. Yeah, Um, And it it, honestly, it does depend, but you can, you can, you know, he's, his, his proposal was, he's going to go heavier to Roth with the idea that he's going to use these funds and let them grow forever tax-free. And he's 24. I can totally understand that. I think my question would be, are you going to have any need for these monies in the near future? Yes. Because if you are, then you might want to be mindful about putting it into retirement. Well, I
1: think that would probably be our next question. If someone were to come to us with with this question yeah. would be, you're mentioning you're going to increase your 401k from 15% total contributions up to 30% total contributions when you include yours plus the employer match. And the first question is why? Right. Is, is, do you have some big retirement plans or grand plans for an early retirement or very right. healthy retirement? If so, great. But if not, well, it's, it's always good to save and good to save more, but at what cost? And so are there things you're not able to do today? that you're going to be that are going to be impacted by that. So what's the trade-off for that decision that you're making?
0: Excellent question. And it's all about advocating for your future self and your present self, right? So yeah. like what do you want life to look like and how does it look today? Um, why are we saving more, you know, cuz 30%. Now that I think that's if I'm understanding this question correctly or this right and correctly, that's in addition to the Roth contributions he's doing outside and his HSA savings. Yes. So he's saving a tremendous amount of his income now for retirement. Right. Which you really don't want to go touch until you're 59 and a half.
1: 59 and a half with some exceptions, yeah.
0: And if it's pre-tax, ideally, we don't touch it till we're like 72. Yeah, yeah. You know? So, so like, we're really putting a lot of money away for 50 years almost. Yeah. Could potentially. Yeah. 48. I mean, that's that's a long time. That, that's a lot of time for money to double. There's no doubt about that. Right. Uh, so, like, <laughs> that, that could be really beneficial if you're looking at, like, front-loading this for yourself ahead of time. It could be a reason to look at doing that, um, but make sure that the other goals you have coming up for yourself, which I think what we're going to get to next, um, are cared for. Right. So don't don't do this to the to the detriment of your other goals in life.
1: Yeah, exactly. You and you just alluded to this, but this listener mentioned that wants to start a business in the future, also wants to maybe own a rental property or two. And sometimes to start a business, and certainly whenever you're owning a rental property, it takes some capital contributions to be able to do so. Yeah. You need to have some money available to do so. Yeah. So can you save 30% to your 401k plus Roth IRA plus HSA contributions and have enough to start a business or have enough to purchase a real estate rental property? I don't know. But we that have, would be a know, question, yeah. certainly.
0: Exactly. We just we just simply don't have the information, so we don't know. But that's you're exact on the same same wavelength I am. It's, um, you know, what what's the timeline for you starting that business? What's the timeline for you trying to get into the real estate to have the savings to go get those properties and do all these things? And then once you have a rental property, we need to have money set aside for maintenance and for care of the property. And, you know, if tenants aren't there to make sure the bills get paid, there's lots that comes into owning rental real estate or owning a small business, which rental real estate is in and of itself a small, kind of a small business, It's considered passive real estate. But- it's rarely ever passive right mm-hmm. there's costs involved or you either trade time or you trade money mm-hmm. you know, by having someone else take care of it for you so yeah all things to think about here
1: and i might redirect so the last episode that we released was all about investing in the four areas that we can invest in time money energy talent and this listener is clearly doing a fantastic job of investing money mm-hmm. what i might take a big step back and big step back and ask is how are those other areas? Do you have the time to do what you want to do? Are you able to focus on things that give you energy? Are you able to focus on the talents that you have and invest in those while still committing this much to long-term investment goals? Or do you find yourself uh, sacrificing many of those areas? Because right. I think we can look at this and say, if you're 24 years old and you're debt-free and you're putting 30 plus percent for retirement,
0: yeah, he was at 15. I'm like, I'm like giving him like the biggest round of applause. Yeah, like, absolutely, a, like with the Roth and the HSA, like he's crushing it. And the question is like, well, what do you want to do next? What do you want life to look like in your future? And use your time, money, energy, and talent to do that to exactly your point, right? Like, don't just go like the a balance. You want to build a balance sheet to have resiliency and flexibility in it. Mm-hmm. And my concern when we're talking through this one right now is that if we put so much money into the retirement accounts, we're reducing our flexibility to do other things in the nearer term. hmm we're already put you save we've said many times before, right because we know the math you save 10 percent from the time he's 24 until his traditional retirement age, he'll more than likely be fine. yeah, if you can save 20 percent, even better. he's probably at the 20 percent range right now, all in right, right and so it's like, well, go do this go use these funds for for other for things if if nothing else matters, then yeah, this is great, yeah, but if there's other things that matter to you, like you can have a really efficient taxable portfolio that's not really like costing you very much to run and pretty tax efficient, but it's flexible because now I can go use those funds for anything for a down payment on a piece of real estate for starting my own business. Yep. All those things.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my, my inclination without knowing this listener's specific situation or tax bracket is probably the Roth is what I'm leaning towards just in my gut. Again, this is not recommendations. This is not advice because I don't fully know but the the bigger question that I might ask from this is sorry I just I just did a whole jump from what we were just talking about back you to the, the question. Keep going. <laughs> there wasn't a great segue on my part there. Um, maybe a follow-up question might be again the why behind it. Is 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 the goal to have an early retirement? Awesome. If that's the case. Yeah. But if that's the case, you might not want to be focused so much on 401k's and other retirement accounts, many of those you can't touch until age 59 and a half.
0: Right. Is so so your 91. goal to retire at 45? Really good taxable account.
1: Save, do a taxable account. Maybe save the same percentages, but save them somewhere else.
0: Yeah.
1: Is your goal, maybe you're 24 and you're looking to get married soon and want to be able to start a family and and, and scale back on how much you're working? Well, then awesome. This could make a ton of sense. Are you really front loading a lot of your contributions today so those contributions can keep compounding and working for you even as you scale back from work a little bit um, and aren't necessarily having to save quite as much for retirement at that time? Right. So depending upon what the ultimate goal is and where what you, what your vision for a successful outcome or successful life is, it's hard to say whether this is the right or wrong thing. It looks good on paper. It looks really good on paper. Yeah. But making sure there's alignment with what's actually important, I think, would be where some of my follow-up questions would want to lead to.
0: I think that's why I said it's a bit of a loaded question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's an undertone here that we do, we just don't know what the, what's essential to this listener mm-hmm. for them to move forward in their life. So we can't really help them know what, what, you know, what, what our view would be on what they should think about doing next. we gave, I love the structure that you gave though, because I fully agree with it. Like if it's because I'd mentioned it before too, if it's about front loading retirement savings, so you don't have to worry about doing that in the next few years when you start the business, totally can understand that. Right. I think the biggest, the next layer question there though, is like, will you have enough reserves and things held up for when you do start your own business so that you're okay you know we've both been through the process of starting our own businesses and when you start your own business uh, at least today especially if it's like an online more of an online business or a service business it's not so much the cost of starting the business it's the cost of maintaining life while you start the business right right so it's just like how many mo- how much does it cost for you to live a month of life and how many months of life do you have stored up and how long is it going to take you to build the business and Go talk to people who built the business and see how long it took them to build the business. Right. Take whatever goal you have for yourself. Double it by two to make sure that mm-hmm. you you have ample funds available before you go do it. Yep. You know, like all those things.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I fully agree because I think, again, kudos to this listener. You're doing an amazing job. The follow up questions would be, are you maximizing or optimizing uh, the income that you have to accomplish what you want to? accomplish most.
0: Yeah. And the other little component would be like that. The next level question underneath that would be if you're going to go do like start a new business or do something like that in the near term, and you don't really have enough resources outside of these retirement accounts to help with that. And you might have to lean on them while you go start. Then you really want to go look at, well, what's my asset allocation for these funds now? Right. Right. Because you're you're kind of I think we were alluding to the fact like I'm going to go put this money in tax free and it's going to grow for like almost a couple generations before I take it out. Mm -hmm. Well, if you need it in like three years, cause it's taking longer to start the business and then the market downturn happens at the same time. That's really painful. Yeah. So just be really thoughtful about
1: that. Yes. Great advice. Awesome. And is there anything that we're missing? Now this is a long question. So I want to look through it here. I think, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We love these listener questions though. We appreciate them. I actually think it would be cool we're gonna geek out a little bit james doesn't even know we're gonna do this yet we're gonna geek out a little bit on helping maybe um allowing questions to come in, in a more formulated way so we can speak to them more consistently for you guys
1: well you didn't run that by me first
0: yeah we'll talk about it when we're surfing
1: wow all right well <laughs> we better wrap this up so we can make some future plans <laughs> anything else for this <laughs> no, that's it all right thanks everyone for listening like scott said send us your questions leave a review if not already done so and we'll see you next time Life. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Real Personal Finance Podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please subscribe and let us know by leaving a five-star review. And if you have a question that you'd like for us to answer, then head over to the Real Personal Finance website at realpersonalfinance.co. And there's a section on the bottom of each page there where you can submit your question for us to answer in a future episode. Thanks again for listening. and We'll see you next time. This podcast is for informational entertainment purposes only and should not be relied upon for a basis for investment decision. This podcast is not engaged in rendering legal, financial, or other professional services.